Hello and welcome to the Gambler Racing Podcast. I'm Selectabet, it's Friday afternoon so that can only mean one thing. A huge welcome to the Voice of Value once again. How's it going Paul? Spot on, yeah, can't complain. Are we all geared up for Christmas in the Gallagher household? Yeah, it's all building, building to a crescendo now. Um, it's probably about time I did some Christmas shopping. I was more thinking of Boxing Day racing, to be honest. I can't, I can't, yeah, I know, I'm just trying, <laughs> trying to negotiate my release to the pub for that, actually. <laughs> Always a day to look forward to. Uh, so, we're back again, as ever, Friday afternoon, with a look ahead to the weekend for the racing podcast. Uh, we've got four races lined up on the podcast this week, but before we do, last week you made it, I think, four profitable weeks in a row. Your faith in Sky Pirate paid off. Yeah, I think uh, I was I was brilliant. Thoroughly enjoyed that, and it, it, it won it really easily as well. It was mm. quite impressive. So it's, uh, it goes in the notebook for the for the festival now. Although I don't know if we will get the same sort of value going forward. Um, but now nah, I was really pleased pleased to see because it was obviously a shorter price than we'd backed him at each way the previous the previous time he'd run. So it's yeah. good to see him get get his, get his nose in front. Yep, as I say, it's been profit for the last few weeks, but this is the big one. This is the Christmas one. This is the one that's going to <laughs> Make the no difference. Absolutely it's no funny. I get my excuses in early, but I was sitting going through the form thinking, oh, it doesn't have the same feel to it this week. It's not the same, not uh, the same magic. But, um, don't, don't like the sound of that. Uh, I'm sure it'll be fine. We'll give it a go anyway. So, as I say, we've got four races lined up three of them from Ascot, one of them from Haydock. Uh, the first one we're going to look at is the 150 at Ascot. Uh, and this is a horse, Mengel Khan, who's making his stable debut for Nicky Henderson. Yeah, he's, a, he's an interesting horse. He'll probably be quite well known to um, a lot of listeners who are in the racing. Um, he was previously with Gordon Elliott, um, and he's, he's run at Cheltenham Festivals. Um, he's a pretty good quality hurdler, and then it's, it's been decent enough over fences as well. But um, the he was owned by Gickenstown House, the, the, uh, the Ryanair guys, Michael O'Leary and, and his family, and uh, they've been selling a lot of their horses, even the better ones. So he's been sold on, and this is his first run for Nicky Henderson. I'm not sure if that'll be a positive or a negative. It's hard to tell. Gordon Elliott's just different class, so... I don't imagine that going to a new trainer is necessarily going to eke out any sort of magic improvement. But I just think the horse is um, fairly well handicapped on his best form. Still got a lot to give. He's, he's a, a still a relatively young horse. Um, and just to, to me, it looked like pretty good value. There's 12 to 1 floating about out there. Um, I don't think that'll last long. So I'm going to gobble up some of that. Yeah, decent each way price uh, in that one, 12 to 1. Um, who's the dangers in that race from? Well, that was part of the reason that I went for Clay Can. I couldn't. Uh, there was nothing that was jumping out at me as you know a, a clear favourite or um, sort of an exposed one. Saint Devassi is, is is in his favourite. Um, one first time out this season. Um, last time, uh, yeah, decent horse. Probably, probably got a bit of potential. He's only had four chases, so he's probably a, a worthy favourite. But um, I'm not sort of bowled over by him. So I just mm-hmm. thought. It was one of those races where you're looking for something at a bigger price, and Mengele Khan was one that, that jumped out. He's got top weight to carry around, um, but should be capable of doing that. It's a pretty classy beast. Yep, and some bookies are going four places. In fact, William Hill are actually going five places, but Mengele Khan is just 17 to 2 at William Hill. We can get 11s at Betway for uh, four places. Oh, that's uh, good. I spot that actually. That's the way to go then. I, I could see um, I could see this, the 17 to 2 for, for five places, but. 
twelve to one is quite good with just the three places. So, but that's the that's the compromise then. Betway eleven to one. That's the way to go. Good stuff. Okay, next up we're looking at the two twenty five at Ascot, and it, this looks like a really good race. Um, Time Hill, Paisley Park, uh, Old Timer, Thistle Crack in there. But you yeah, are this, going... is the, this is the race of the day. Um, yeah. Quite looking forward to it. Quite often these races are a bit um, one sided. You know, there, there tends to be one classy horse and then the rest swerve it. But uh, not this time. We're getting we're getting quite a few. Decent, um, decent animals out in it. Paisley Park. Everybody who's into racing, you know, knows Paisley Park. A festival winner. Um, you know, just really classy. Um, hasn't sort of wasn't as good last time at the festival in March. Um, only finished seventh. So a bit to prove about whether he's still at his best. And mm-hmm. he beat last time out, which is his first um, first start this season. Um, yeah. by by Time Hill, who sort of reposes again today. An interesting race that one. I thought. Um, Eden Coleman maybe would have ridden it differently if he could get it again. I thought he had he had um, Paisley Park quite far back in that race, um, and Time Hill was sort of allowed to to get a wee bit of a, an easy, not an easy lead, but he, he sort of got first run on Paisley Park, um, and I, I think Paisley Park was possibly um, would have caught him if he'd been ridden slightly differently. Um, but that's just nitpicking, so I don't think there's much between those two. Mm-hmm. And I see that again. I think they'll be they'll be there or thereabouts. The interesting one for me is a sort of potentially um, unexposed or an improving type, um, which is main fact. Um, he's been riding on the flat. He's been he's been in flat races, um, doing pretty well. Ran up a three timer uh, this season, the sort of autumn uh, into winter, and then they brought him back onto hurdles again. And he's just looking back at his form now, he hasn't actually lost a race on hurdles or flat um, since December of 2019. Yeah, so he's going, going for a 10 timer. <laughs> yeah, it's mad when you look at it. <laughs> um, so, you know, the, the pipes are certainly getting the best out of him. Um, and he's pretty classy looking. So I'm going to play the really snidey each way um, with him. Uh, I think there's 13 to 2 floating about. So I think that's a fair enough each way price. Um the only other one that I would be worried about is Roxana. Yep, that's um, a podcast favourite as well. Yeah, decent, decent, decent mare. Um, and you know she she usually runs a race as well. So I think basically to get you each way to turn, I think main fact only really needs to beat one of those three that we've mentioned: Roxana, Time Hill, and Paisley Park. I'm not overly concerned about the rest. And um, I might come back to bite me with some yep. sixty-six to one shot. <laughs> Um, that that's the way I look at it. I, th- I think main fact's probably a slightly big price, and you're you're kind of getting like a f- effectively a sort of free shot at the at the top two in the market. Um, with yeah. sort of, it's not a young pretender, but he's um, that would probably be Time Hill, who's who's actually a year younger than him. But he's he's the improving one that I think might be might be able to um, outrun his odds basically. Okay, so main fact uh, price thirteen to two available at a few places as we record that. Uh, definitely an each way shout. Yep. Okay, we're going to jump over to Haydock and Hill 16 is a horse that you tipped a couple of weeks ago on the podcast um, at 7-2 to win this one on Saturday. Yeah, that's right. A couple of Fridays ago it was. We, we, we did an early pod on the Friday and, and this was one of the selections and won really well um, the previous time to that and was running sort of um, over hurdles off a, a much reduced mark that time. So he is, um, this is back in a chase, so he's, he's having to run off his sort of... Um, it's higher mark, so he's not as well 
well in, as it were. Um, but mm-hmm. this is going to be this is going to be an absolute slog over um, three miles, heavy ground at Haydock, and it'll be bottomless. Um, if the rain there is anything like it is here, it's just going to it's just going to get sort of heavier and heavier. Um, and he looked really impressive um, two starts ago on heavy ground at Force Lass. This is a longer trip, but um, I don't think that'll cause any difficulty because it was it was three miles last time out, um, and he's been finishing his races looking like you know he could ground again. Um, so I just thought three to one seventy two was was pretty fair value in a race where there's not a whole lot of them that jump out at me um, as potential sort of improvers or you know, sort of inform horses. The obvious ones, Sojourn, um, I think that's how we pronounce it, um, who. It's pretty unexposed. They only had three chase runs and mm-hmm. one nicely. Um, so it, basically, a toss up between those two. I'm sticking my hill sixteen. Um, you might even want to do a wee forecast with the two of them because I think they're they're going to be the two that I'll be turning for home together. Okay. Okay. So straight one in this one then with hill sixteen. Yeah, it's not. It's there. We can't. We can't advise in each way there. No, unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> okay. Last but not least, on Saturday, the brilliantly named Good Luck Holly in the Sports Personality of the Year Silver Cup Handicap Chase. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and um, I suppose I've got to ask a question. Have you already voted for Holly Doyle? I haven't actually. Uh, and that when I was looking at the form, that reminded me I probably should go on and do it. I didn't realise that um, the public had a say in it like that. Actually, I didn't. I, I thought there was a sort of panel or something. I think they, I don't know how they fudge it, but I think they give yeah. the public some kind of say, and then ultimately it is decided by a panel. But is that uh, what it is? Yeah, because uh, probably I think that would just be open to whoever's the most popular sports team, yeah. or whatever, exactly. Man United player every year or something. So, yeah, exactly. uh, but yes, I'll, I'll get on and give Holly a vote. She's she's been fantastic for in the last year or so, and uh, it's good for from a racing perspective to promote the sport if you can get one of the young female jockeys um, with that sort of level of attention. Be brilliant. Indeed, and I'm going to let you attempt at the pronunciation of your tip in this one well, before I, I give it a go. Yeah, I think it's Espoir de Guy. Espoir de Guy. Um, I think that's French anyway. Uh, didn't, so, didn't sounds French. legit to me. Aye. Um, so we'll go for that. Yeah, probably another one where I see it as, as the, the sort of youngish, unexposed, progressive type. Um, one nicely last time out. Um, this is um, a step up in distance again um, and soft ground which with no problems Venetia Williams horse and it just looks to me like the sort that will improve again for the, the, the step up and trip so it went up £6 for its last win but I think um, should be able to take that in its stride um, the main danger would be the conditional who won at the Chilton Festival if you remember um, ran okay in his sort of uh, seasonal reappearance last time but was was pretty well beaten in the, the elaborate trophy chase which was a, a, a quality race no doubt about it um, and probably slightly better quality than this one um, which is why you find the conditional now sort of 3-1 favourite here but mm-hmm. I thought it was a bit short and I'd be more inclined I think Espar de Guy has got more potential for improvement I suspect the conditional probably won't um, spring ground to be a bit more a bit more effective I would have thought so straight win bet for me in Espoir de Guy. In Espoir de Guy, much improved for the window up as well last time out. Yeah, that that it's hard to tell with the window ups. The statistics are kind of fudged a bit. You know, you, you can sort of assume that they'll improve um, first time out, but some people also say they improve the second time after window up, and then yeah. other and other horses it makes no difference at all. It's hard to tell. Um, so I, I don't take a massive. Um, notice of it, but it's, it's, it, it, if anything, it'd be a slight positive. Okay, uh, so that's us, the four races. Can you just give us a wee recap then of your tips for Saturday? 
So in the 150 Ascot, we're going from Mengli Khan, and that's 11 to 1 with Betway paying four places each way. 225 Ascot is Main Fact, uh, 13 to 2 with Paddy Power and Betfair. Again, that's an each way bet. 240 at Haydock Hill 16, 7 to 2 with Ladbrokes and a few others, and that's a win. And 3 o'clock at Ascot, Espoir de Guy, 9 to 2 with Bet 365, win bet. Good stuff, and fingers crossed, as I say, we can get some winners in before Christmas would be very very nice this weekend um, so that's us for this week's racing podcast don't forget you can follow Paul on Twitter at The Voice of Value and of course you can find his tips on mrfixitstips.co.uk website um, if you're looking for more regular tips from Paul best luck this week Paul um, we no doubt we'll be back next week to cover um, what's likely to be a very busy week of racing post Christmas yeah, there's loads. Uh, we'll have to have a chat about that offline, actually. But yeah. <laughs> it's time to schedule it, but yeah, we'll be looking forward to it. We'll get something sorted. Um, so, best of luck for your bets tomorrow, and uh, have a good weekend. Good luck, everyone. <laughs>